Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of the Swears and Does Hair podcast. I am your host, Sue Minsky, bridal business coach for hairstylists and makeup artists. I'm so excited to welcome you into this little space of the internet, however you are listening to this, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, or anywhere else that you get access to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for clicking on the button and listening uh, today. I can't wait to chat with you. Today's topic is going to be about the bridal boom. Now, it's kind of a big topic to tackle for my very first podcast episode, but I thought it was incredibly important and incredibly timely because right now we're getting ready to head into engagement season. And while I do have a podcast coming up very shortly based on what you can do right now to prepare and how to make the most of your engagement season, we need to kind of take a bigger step back first and take a look at 2022 and then 2023 as a whole so we can put together a more solid game plan and a strategy. Now, optimizing engagement season is going to be a smaller piece of that strategy, but we need to take a look at the big picture. It is anticipated that in 2022, there are going to be more weddings than there has been any other year since 1984. That means more weddings than there has been in any other year for the last 37 years, nearly four decades of weddings that have happened. We have never seen this many in that time. Now that can seem really intimidating, very overwhelming or scary to some people. Others are like, fuck, yes, I am ready. Let's go. I'm going to make some money. But whatever your mindset is when you hear that there's going to be this bridal boom and that there's going to be so many weddings happening, whether that's excitement or trepidation, you still need to go into this with a mindset and a plan of how you're going to optimize your business to handle them. Because whether you like it or not, the inquiries and the demand is going to be there. So my biggest recommendation for you is when you have great systems in place, Okay, you already have a method of handling this large influx of inquiries effectively. So you need to take this time now before we are hit with engagement season and another 40% of the weddings that are going to happen next year become brides in the next few months. Because engagement season, approximately 40% of the weddings that happen the following year get engaged during engagement season. And that is between November through February because we have a large concentration of holidays and people tend to get engaged around the holidays. 
every January. I know you see it too. Suddenly on Facebook and on Instagram, all those ring pictures start popping up. Yes, that is a huge thing. So we're all going to start getting all of these influxes of uh, inquiries. So you need to have a good system for maintaining that and handling how are you going to get from point A to point B very quickly and efficiently. And point A being inquiry in your inbox, point B being money in your bank account. Now your automations, your backend workflows, those are going to be what keep you organized on autopilot, meaning you're not going to be overwhelmed keeping track of steps in your process and then nothing is going to fall through the cracks. So take this time, these next few weeks, these next few months, while everybody is busy planning for the holidays and planning those engagements and getting excited, you're going to be working on your business to make sure that you have everything organized and in place. Now, in my course, Next Level Bridal Business, I call um, your online space, all of your things, your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, your digital footprint. But it's also really your marketing funnel. It is how people find you online and then funnel down through all those little steps and wind up into your inbox. Now, in the course, I teach you how to optimize it so that you can filter out low quality leads. And what that's going to mean for your business, it's going to leave room only for the best dream brides to make it to your inbox. So when you think about your systems that you have in place right now, I want you to take a look at it. What type of systems, what type of filters, what type of gates do you have in place to stop low quality brides from wasting your time in your inbox? Just because we have this overwhelming sounding quantity of brides coming into us does not mean that there is suddenly going to be an overwhelming amount of quality brides that are going to make it to us. So we need to put systems in place. We need to put these filters throughout our digital space, through our digital footprint, okay, that's going to stop those low quality brides from progressing any further. We don't want a lot of inquiries in our inbox. That is nothing but a time waster. We want high quality in our inbox. Because think about it, this year you've probably had a lot of inquiries where you've had to tell them, I'm sorry, I'm not available. I'm sorry, I'm not available. There were a lot of people who were booking things last minute. It was a situation of the pandemic. A lot of brides held off on hiring their vendors until much closer to the wedding date than ever before because they weren't sure whether things were going to actually happen or if they were going to happen the way that they originally had planned. Travel restrictions, sickness, um, and just general anxiety over the concept of getting together in large groups has pushed a lot of people to change how they have their weddings. They're having smaller weddings, they're changing their venues, they're changing their dates, et cetera, et cetera. And so a lot of brides didn't want to put that risk of hiring very many services um, because they didn't want to risk losing out on that money. So a lot of people were waiting until this last minute. So you're probably going through a lot of your inquiries and constantly being like, no, not available. I'm not available. Well, if you have a large inquiry or a large number of inquiries, 
you're going to have a large number of not availables. So a gate that you can kind of put up is be very clear everywhere in your digital space and your digital footprint to let people know what the expectations for your availability are. And that's going to help to cut down on a lot of it. Now, there are a lot of other steps and a lot of other things that you can do when you are putting together your website and you're putting together your marketing through your social media, uh, building vendor relationships, and all the other types of marketing that I discuss and that I teach inside my course. Um, But all of those things put together are going to basically put up gates. A bride who is not a high quality bride is going to kind of come up to this gate and she's going to look at it and go, "Mm, I'm not the right person to walk through that gate. And that is good. That is what we want. We only want the people who are going to become quick, easy sells, quick, easy brides, dream brides to continue to walk through these gates and make it further and further and further. And then we want them to wind up in our inbox. So keep that mindset in place that you're not looking for quantity just because it's easily within reach. We only want quality. Now, with this large influx of weddings, we also have the potential for the highest income of our careers coming up. But with that comes a powerful responsibility to protect your mental health. One of the ways that you can protect your mental health is to increase your income, all right? Because the time that we spend away from our friends, our family, our hobbies is now become worth more to us. And so when we value our mental health and the correct amount of time off that we need to recharge our batteries mentally, the more valuable that time is. And we need to pass on that value of our time onto our brides. We don't increase our prices because expenses have gone up. Expenses are going up for everyone everywhere. Yes, guess what? Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit that that bobby pins are hard to come by now and we're having to ship them from other places and now they're two, three times as much as they used to be. Nobody gives a shit that your favorite dry texture uh, spray is now discontinued and you have to find a different brand who may cost more. They don't give a shit that the shelves are empty or that shipping costs have gone up and that there's shipping delays and now you need to pay higher shipping fees to get things faster. Nobody really cares. That's not a good enough excuse. That is not a good enough reason for raising your rates. You should be raising your rates because the value of your time has increased. And then when you do raise your rate, you need to make sure that you showcase the value of what your time is worth with that person. So there's a whole big long, not really complicated, but there's a whole big system to when it comes to effectively setting your rates. But before you even think about raising your rates, I want you to take a step back and look at it a little bit differently first. It doesn't really have anything to do with your rates. You can give yourself an instantaneous raise if you cut back on how much time you spend on your business. So if you invest in improving your systems now to prepare yourself for faster and easier income down the road, you're giving yourself a raise before you even think about raising your prices. 
before you even take into consideration, well, how much is the cost of raw goods um, impact my bottom line right now? How much more do I have to pay my assistants or my employees next year? How much time am I spending on my business and how can I cut down on that amount of time is where you should be focusing right now. Think of it this way. If you are making $200 for a bride, just looking at straight what you charge to a bride, okay, 200 bucks, but it takes you eight hours of work between the emails, the inquiries, putting together a price quote, writing up a timeline, following up with vendors, requesting reviews, requesting photos, um, putting all of those pieces up on social media and your marketing, writing the captions, updating your website with their testimonials and their photos, all of those things that you do in the back end for each wedding. Say it takes you eight hours, okay? That's $25 an hour. Well, if you refine your process and you set up certain automations, okay, if you optimize the workflow behind the system and you're not wasting so much time trying to convince this bride to book you, because a lot of times we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy on the booking process. And that should honestly be the easiest piece of the puzzle. That should be something that happens very quickly and very easily for us if we have our business set up properly. We shouldn't have to worry about going back and forth in email a bunch of times, worrying about selling ourselves to them. We shouldn't worry about trying to schedule them onto a sales call and talking to them, spending 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes, however long your sales calls are. That is time wasted. Yes, it starts to build a relationship with your brides. However, if they haven't paid you for that time yet, it is time wasted. The only time that is not wasted is time that has already been paid for. Once that money is in your bank account, yes, put the time and the energy and the effort into it. In the meantime, when you haven't gotten any money and any commitment from those brides yet, you want to automate your system as much as possible so that that digital footprint is working for you and you are making money in your sleep. It is booking your brides for you instead. So if you can cut down your back end of all the other things that you have to do for your business down to six hours, say, that's $33 an hour that you're now making uh, per hour that you're spending working on this business. That's an $8 an hour raise. If you are doing 40, 50 weddings a year, how much more money are you instantly making per hour. How many more hours are you saving? That's 100 hours on 50 weddings. You cut two hours off per bride. That's 100 hours of your life that you just got back and an $800 raise for the year. So if you shift your mindset of instead of worrying about raising your rates to make more money, how can you protect the investment of your time into your business so that you're getting the highest return? You have to determine what the value of your time is worth away from the other things that you love, and then you can very easily reverse engineer and set rates.
Now we have a huge opportunity before us. We can raise our rates and make a lot more money this year as well. So yes, making it $8 an hour is great, but at the end of the day, the goal of our business is to make more money. So if we combine that with raising our rates, we have an immeasurable uh, opportunity before us. So we talked a little bit about how you can make more money per hour. And then how much is your time away from your friends and your family worth and how to reverse engineer that? I want you to think, if you raised your rates, ask yourself this, what is the worst that could happen? Because a lot of people have this really strong mental block with raising their rates. They somehow think that if they raise their rates and they start charging more, that like their business is going to fucking implode or something. Like they're never going to book another bride again. Or it's going to be so much harder to book brides because they went up $25. Like if you're having a huge struggle with trying to book brides because you raised your rates $25, it has nothing to do with your rates. It has everything else to do with how you're marketing your business and how you're presenting your value to your brides. It has nothing to do with your rights. Kleinfelds exists because there are people willing to spend $10,000 on a wedding dress, on something that they will literally wear once. There are people who don't value wedding dresses that highly, and so they turn around and they shop at David's Bridal. Okay, there is a bride out there for every price point, as ridiculous as you may find it. The problem is not your rates. The problem is how you view your own rates. So take the fear out of the equation. Raise your rates. What's the worst that could happen? You don't book anybody for a little while. That's really it. That's the worst that could possibly happen. People aren't going to burn your business down because they don't like your prices. You're simply going to get more no's than you get yeses. And that's okay because that's going to give you a data point to move forward from. The demand is there. So now is a great time to test and find your sweet spot. Raise your rates and then see how many no's you get in comparison to how many yeses you get. If you're getting nothing but no's, 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 okay, now it's time to take a look at that data. You had how many inquiries, they all said no. Is the problem that you're really not actually getting enough inquiries? Or is there a problem in how you're presenting your value to these inquiries? Is there a step in your process that you can refine better? Do you need to work on your website? Do you need to work on your social media? Do you need to work on value building? Do you need to work on your initial inquiry? How quickly are you responding to them? All of these things are huge factors on how much people are willing to put their trust in you. If you are presenting yourself as I do hair or I do makeup and it's pretty, 
that is not enough for people to trust you. It is not enough for people to invest in you. You are trying to sell based on price. And if you're going to raise your rates, you need to sell based on value. The demand is there, guys. You're going to be getting these inquiries. So you might as well start using those inquiries to build data for yourself and make these changes to your business. Find your sweet spot. Raising your rates, okay, is going to be the first of many important boundaries in your business that you need to have set in place before 2022 hits. Do not be waiting until January or February to figure this shit out. By that point, you're going to have done yourself a huge disservice because you're going to have wasted months worth of inquiries where you could have been either collecting data or collecting higher rates. You could have been making more money per hour very easily before even touching your rates because you have set up your systems in place. Okay? We want only high-quality brides, people who are going to value what we provide. And when you raise your rates, you're saying, I only want the people who value me at this because this is how much my time away from my family and my friends is worth. You are not your rates, okay? You need to have a mental mindset. There's a whole podcast coming on breaking down that money mindset and attaching your self-worth to what your rates are. They're very, very different what your time is worth away from your friends and family is what you should be charging. All right. But when you keep hearing people say no, yes, it starts to break down on us. But when we start hearing those people say yes, when we find that sweet spot and we start seeing the money in our bank account increasing, it's all going to snowball in a positive way. Raising your rates is going to filter out those low-quality people that are going to be a drain on you, the people that are going to try and negotiate with you, all right? It's going to initially take a few months for those things to happen. It's not an overnight thing. Raising your rates is not going to suddenly change the quality of the people who are making it into your inbox. It's not an overnight thing. There's a whole system and a whole process that you need to go through to start putting up gates everywhere else. But that rate, that price is going to be one of those very last gates before they make it into your inbox or before they make it onto your booking calendar. Okay, that rate is going to be one of those final objections that we need to overcome and we need to reverse engineer. We need to go backwards. All of these other gates that they're getting to before they see our price, we need to be filtering the right ones through. So when they make it to that final gate, when they make it to that price, they're not suddenly turned away if they're the right brides. The right brides are going to be like, yep, this is what I was expecting this is okay with me, and they walk through that gate. They make it into your inbox, and then they are able to quickly and easily book with you because they've already overcome all of their objections. They already know you. They already like you. They already trust you. They already understand and appreciate the value of what you provide beyond just doing their hair, beyond just doing their makeup. They're not shopping with their pocketbook at that point. They are already have this expectation of what they're going to get for that price. And if you've done everything else right up to that point, they're going to see the two and be like, yeah, that, that checks. 
that works. I'm good with this. And they're going to walk through that gate. But make sure that that gate is set correctly. Make sure that your rates are taking into account the value of your time away from your friends and your family and your hobbies and all those things. So that when you are booked, you're not thinking in the back of your mind, fuck, I don't want to be doing this. I would rather have booked somebody else who is willing to pay me more. I wish I hadn't accepted this job. I wish I hadn't accepted this bride, hadn't accepted this booking. This person doesn't value me. But now you have a contract and now you have a retainer in your bank account and you have a commitment to this person. So make sure that the only commitments and contracts that you are accepting are ones that are going to provide enough financial value to offset that time away from your friends and family. So we're going to filter out those people. You have the opportunity in front of you. I keep saying it over and over. The demand is going to be there. Don't worry about that. For every bride that says no, that's fine. There are three, five, ten more who are going to make it into your inbox just because of quantity. Let's make sure that the only people who are making it through are the ones that are quality. Now, if you're not sure how to set your rates effectively, I want to introduce you to my resource, the Ultimate Bridal Pricing Guide. It is an opportunity for you to learn more from me a little bit more in depth with exactly how to set your prices for your bridal business. Do you find it hard to figure out what you need to price yourself in your bridal hair or makeup business? Do you wonder what your market is currently like, who your competition is around you, and how to find a way of differentiating yourself and setting yourself apart from others without lowering your rates? If any of these sound like you, allow me to introduce you to the solution that will bring you the clarity you need to set prices that attract the right brides for your business and eliminate the ones that are blowing up your phone and emails, asking a thousand questions, wanting discounts, and then end up ghosting you in the end. The Ultimate Pricing Guide for Bridal Artists is my mini training that will walk you through exactly how to research your market to find the perfect sweet spot for your beauty business. You'll get answers around vital topics such as travel rates, out-of-town location fees, assistance, holidays, early start times, and upgrades on top of how to effectively price your hair and makeup services to attract your dream brides without stress. Included is even a super helpful calculator so you can see exactly how many weddings you need to book to reach your income goals, as well as how to set your minimums so that you're always profitable. Go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash setmyrates to grab your copy of the guide and training videos today. Use coupon code podcast at checkout to save 50% off the training for a limited time. Okay, so now that we have discussed optimizing your back end and making you more per money, and then we've gone over raising your rates and making you more money in general, Let's talk about the next boundary, the next thing that is going to protect your mental health and sustain your business during this bridal boom in 2022 and 2023. And that's going to be time off. I want you to think critically about this past year. How much did you work? Was it too much? Were there times when you should have said no and you didn't? I want you to embrace the power of saying no. Not just to the people who aren't going to pay you enough, but the people who are going to drain you. 
And even if you are only getting dream brides who are paying you at your rates, that does not mean that you also need to take every bride who comes into your inbox. Just because you do not have something booked that day does not mean you need to take that work. We need to get out of this hustle and grind mindset of go, go, go. We need to stop glorifying being busy. 40, 50 weddings a year is a lot of weddings. That is a lot of opportunities away from your family, away from your friends, away from your hobbies. When we're there on a wedding day, regardless of how wonderful our brides are, you know there's always at least one person in the room who is an emotional vampire. Somebody is going to be sucking the energy from that room. Where do they suck it from? They suck it from us. We are there to help put out more happiness, more energy, more upbeat, more comfort, more self-love, more mental health to our brides and our bridal party. We want them walking out of that room, not only looking, but feeling amazing. And so we give a whole hell of a lot of ourselves in those moments to our brides and to our bridal party. We need to make sure that we are having equal opportunity to refill that either during the week or with times off. So you need to determine for yourself how much time do you want or need off. Take out a piece of paper and a pen. I want you to write these following things down. I want you to write down for yourself how many weddings is your cap? How many weddings is the maximum number of weddings that you are going to do for 2022? What important dates do you have coming up next year? Do you have birthdays, anniversaries, friends or family members who are getting married? When do you need to be available to those people? When do you need to be available to say, fuck it and read a book? Put your feet up, sit out in the sun, have a drink, go to a girl's night, go on a girl's trip. All of these things that we need to do, we need to set time away for. They can't always be spontaneous. Fortunately, it is a downside of this industry. We do not live spontaneous lives anymore. Our lives are planned 6, 12, 18 months in advance. We need to know, am I needed on that date or can I book a wedding? So you need to take that time. And if this is not a way that you run your business yet, this is a way that you need to start looking at your business. Look at the calendar for the next year, for the next 18 months and say, when am I going to say no? When am I going to be off? I'm sick and tired of missing that Memorial Day picnic every fucking year. Everybody wants to get married Memorial Day week. It's a beautiful time of year. It's a holiday. People got long weekends. But guess what? We are people too. We have friends, we have family, we have invites to go to these parties. If you don't want to book a wedding on those dates, don't. Block it off now. That way you're not tempted. If you need to travel out of town for Thanksgiving, block off the weekend before or block on th off the weekend after. Don't work around the times when you would rather be somewhere else. Now, there are people who are saying, okay, well, you know, I'll just charge a lot more and I'll charge a holiday fee for working on a holiday. Is that going to be enough for you? And if so, that's awesome. That's great. 
make sure that you are also willing to block off other days that have nothing to do with the holidays. Make sure that you're giving yourself enough time off to do these other things. It doesn't have to just be a holiday. It doesn't have to be some big important date. You're still allowed to say, you know what? I'm only going to work three Saturdays a month. And one Saturday a month, I'm going to commit to myself. And whether that is committing to planning something three months in advance or waking up on that Saturday morning after sleeping in and being like, what do I want to do today? If you don't want to work Sundays anymore, block off Sundays. Just because there are a lot of weddings happening on Sundays where there may not have been as many in your area, different parts of the country are different, doesn't matter. If you don't want to work Sundays anymore, you don't have to. And I think that in our industry, we have this mindset of, well, we have to be working. We have to be working all the time because if somehow we're not working that day and we see our colleagues working, we feel like we failed. We've glorified being so busy. Whereas we shouldn't be. We should be glorifying a healthy work-life balance and the ability to say no and take time off when we want it and when we need it and still get our bills paid. That is the level of success I want each and every one of my listeners to ascribe to. Not being busy, not making so many wedding booking goals, but instead having the bank account to say, I don't need to work that many weddings. I can afford to take the time off and to take care of myself. I only work when I wanna work because the people who I work with, I have chosen to bring into my mental space and my emotional space. They are people who fill me up instead of drain me and they fill my bank account to the point where I can look at another bride and say, you know, I'm sorry, you don't qualify. That is not a date I want to work. That is not a rate I want to work for. You are not the kind of person whose mental energy aligns with mine. Take it a step further, though. I want you to think, when are you going to open your books for 2023? Just because you may be getting inquiries for 2023 right now does not mean you need to say yes. If somebody really wants to work with you and you tell them, I'm sorry, I'm not opening my books for 2023 until June of 2022, they will wait. They will hold off. We need to let go of the fear of turning people away and of saying no or saying not right now. If it doesn't work for you right now, that is not your problem. That's a them problem. Let them figure that out. Let them decide for themselves whether they know, like, trust, and value you enough to wait for you. The right brides will, and you'll have a much higher quality experience than if you just said yes now and you really didn't want to say yes. So write that down for yourself. Give yourself a date. When will you open your books for 2023? If you haven't already. Some people are already booking that far ahead because they're like, you know what? That's cool. I need the money. I need the work. I want to be doing this on that date. And they're willing to sacrifice the spontaneity and the opportunity, the ability to do something else on that date this far in advance. If that's you and if that's how you run your business, that's awesome. I'm so excited and so happy for you. For the people who are not at that point in their career yet or who are not that point in their lives where they have the ability to block that much time off in advance or block that much time, I should say, from being off in advance, I want you to start thinking about that. 
when will you do that? Write down that date. Now, if you're somebody who does assisting jobs, you may work, you know, 100% for yourself, but every once in a while, somebody will ask you to assist for them. If you're the kind of person who says, yes, I want you to write down how many assisting jobs are you going to accept for 2022? Give yourself a limit. And when you've reached that limit, learn to say, no, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Unfortunately, I'm not available on that date. I would absolutely love to work with you in the future, though. Please keep me in mind for other dates. It's okay to say no as long as you approach it graciously. You're not going to kill your opportunities by saying, no, that doesn't work for me. You're only protecting yourself and you're only protecting your mental health. And then also when it comes to assisting, how far in advance are you willing to commit? Write this down for yourself. Are you going to commit to an assisting job a year in advance? What happens if that wedding gets postponed or rescheduled? Are you going to move it to the new date because that's what the booking artist wants? Or will you say, I'm sorry, but I cannot recommit to a second date that far in the future at this point? If you still need somebody by six months before that rescheduled date, feel free to reach back out to me. That's completely okay to say. It's okay to say, look, I don't accept uh, assisting jobs less than three months in advance, less than six months in advance. There are people who run their business that way because they want to leave their calendars open for full price bookings for other brides of their own. And that's totally okay. If you're somebody who's struggling to find assistance, there are people who are going to run their business that way. And there are other people who are going to say, look, I have said, I'm only going to take six assisting jobs next year because I don't make nearly as much assisting as I do booking my own brides. But I understand the importance of building a community and assisting other people and reciprocating because I know I'm going to need assistance. So I'll take six jobs next year that are assisting jobs. I know I'm not going to be making the same amount and I'm okay with that. So I'm willing to accept them. But once I hit that six, then I'm going to start turning them away unless it's a date last minute within such and such a time frame and I'm still open and I'm okay with accepting it closer to the date. Hey, a little bit of extra money is, is nice. I don't have to worry about filling that date with one of my own brides. So think about it in terms of that too. How many jobs are you going to accept and how far advance are you willing to commit? Are you willing to commit further in advance or does it have to be something last minute um, where you don't feel like booking yourself something in? That way you can set these boundaries with these people who are requesting you for assisting jobs. You can let them know, hey, here's my policy, here's my process. If you're looking for a date that meets these qualifications, reach out. And that way they have an expectation level. They know what you're going to say yes or what you're going to say no to before they waste their time reaching out to you. And that way they're not hearing no over and over again and then they write you off. They're, you're hearing no under these circumstances and they can decide whether or not your circumstances are going to work for their business. The last thing I want you to think about today and this last boundary I want you to think about is how much money do you want to make overall? I want you to write that number down. What is your goal? And then I want you to think bigger to your higher goal. 
All right, and then I want you to write a third one that's even bigger and make that your stretch goal. Like what would be life-changing? What would be incredible if you reached that number? Write that down. Have that in writing on a piece of paper, something somewhere you can look at it and you can see it. But then I want you to go back to that quote-unquote realistic expectation. What do you think is a realistic goal based on what you have done in the past and based on the rates that you have set? How many weddings do you need to make that much? And how much would you need to charge if you only did X number of weddings to make that? There's two different ways you can approach reaching your goals. You can say, I want to make $100,000 this year. I only want to make, or excuse me, I only want to work 50 weddings. So that's going to be $2,000 per wedding that I need to do. Or you can say, my average for weddings is $1,000 per wedding, but I want to make $100,000. So I'm going to try and book 100 weddings at my $1,000 rate to reach that $100,000 goal. So there's two different ways you can look at it. So you can set your goals of what you want to make and then reverse engineer. How much do you need to charge if you only did so many weddings? Or how many weddings would you need to book at your current amount? And you can also use that to set your minimums. It's something that I go into a little bit more in depth in the ultimate pricing guide um, with the goal calculator is how to reverse engineer both of those things. But at the very basics, you can set your minimums and then set that boundary for yourself. Not only are you taking the time off, but you're also going to turn away weddings that don't meet your minimums. And you need to have minimums. If you're going to be a busy, successful, profitable business, you need to have minimums and say no to things that don't meet these qualifications. So I hope you've gotten a lot of information uh, in this first episode on how to better prepare yourself for the bridal boom coming in 2022 and 2023. I'm going to be doing another podcast episode specifically filled with tips on how to optimize your engagement season, which will be starting uh, in just a few weeks. So that is coming out in two weeks. I can't wait to chat with you more about that. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.